Hi, and welcome back to the Skylight Books Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Tyler, uh, also a bookseller at Skylight Books. Uh, and I'm going to be speaking today with James Park, who is a food content creator, food personality, and social media strategist based in Brooklyn. He was professionally trained at the International Culinary Center. He loves to share his passion for Korean cuisine and culture, fried chicken, and all things noodles. And today we'll be discussing his new book, Chili Crisp. Thanks so much for joining me, James. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, I guess I, so. I'll start with my backstory of uh, how I found you, <laughs> which is I, I think I had a, a social media video recommended to me uh, of your fried chili crisp eggs over rice. Yeah, <laughs> which is now basically like I have that for breakfast like four times a week. It's like the best thing. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so phenomenal. It's so easy. And like, obviously, like you, it was presented to me in a great way where like, you know, it's like five quick shots of eggs going into a pan and looking absolutely phenomenal fried over chili crisp and, and all this stuff. So I guess that that was my intro to you. And, and, and on some level, like, you know, incorporating chili crisp into some sort of things that I would normally make anyways. And I guess I was just going to mm-hmm. sort of ask you, like, what was your first true introduction to, uh, to chili crisp? Yeah, I mean, I'm really glad that uh, the first introduction of who I am is the fried chili crisp eggs over rice. And I hope that more people discover me and just discover the magic of chili crisp through that. Uh, But my very first chili crisp um, experience was, you know, uh, a jar of laga ma. Uh, Growing up in Alabama, I wasn't really exposed to a lot of different cultural exposures, I would say. Uh, So as a Korean immigrant, I did uh, eat a lot of Korean food, but I also stay with um, my American family. So long story short, like I've been in America as an international student and been living with different uh, host families. And then the family who really unofficially adopted me, who I still go for Thanksgiving, are this wonderful people. I call my mom um, and dad uh, like Princess and Lurch. Uh, so I think it's pretty enduring. Yeah. So with that background, I just didn't have a lot of like different types of food in a way. And then I, when I came to New York City, one of the, my favorite things that I did was to get lost in grocery stores. And my favorite grocery stores in Chinatown is called Hong Kong Supermarket. And just the pure uh, varieties of different products that I've never seen before. I mean, even in Alabama, the biggest thing could be like Costco and like um Publix, but I just didn't have an access to like the big supermarkets for different cultures. And I saw this whole aisle filled with this red condiments with the lady's face on. I'm like, what about her? That's like so amazing that she puts her face on the product that it's like filled entire aisle. And that's when I just started having like my friends, um, and like Chinese culture and different cultures. So I was like, hey, like, what is this? And tell me more about it. And like, it was really one of my first ways to like connect with my kind of Asian community. And uh, Lagama and the jar of chili crisp really started this new chapter of like discovering who I am and like uh, exploring my Asian identity through like cooking. And I never thought that chili crisp would ever become this like a personal thing in my life that every time I talk about it, it brings me joy, but it really has 
open this new opportunities to explore myself and connect with other people. And I'm so happy that it also brought me opportunities to talk to other people about just pure happiness of cooking and eating. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so it's, so it's funny. I didn't realize you had spent uh, time in Alabama. I, I, that kind of, because I was just, uh, as I've been looking through the book and stuff, I saw your story about having uh, Popeye's chicken and I was, Oh, maybe that, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. True love started there. I think until that time, it was more like a condiment, you know, like, oh, I will like try it. And I just haven't quite unlocked of like my level of obsession with Chilicris and the Popeye is like that perfect bite. Um, so the way that I describe in a book is that one of the best unforgettable uh, chili crisp moments for me was to have the Popeyes with like that warm buttery biscuits and you open that up and you smear that savory gravy mix mashed potatoes and you shred some of that juicy thigh meat it has to be thigh meat not breast meat and then cover with like crispy fried chicken skin and add dollops like big chunks of Wagama chili crisp on both on top of chili uh, on top of a fried chicken skin and the the top part of the biscuit so the, a little bit of the oil steeps into the biscuits and the skin and when you're molding all of that together it's just like you are entering a whole new level of spicy heaven that you have never experienced and it's not even that spicy but it's just that like the nice flavor combination of like textures and everything that was the moment of like i need to spread this bite to the world i need to talk to ceo i need to do something about all of this it's so perfect because th that's kind of a great uh encapsulation of a lot of what the book is doing which is like this kind of interesting fusion stuff and using uh chili crisp in ways like people would never imagine i think really and then also yeah yeah it kind of that that's it, it's in it's a big thing i think you keep writing about as well as like making it personal and it's like yeah that is Mm -hmm. That is like a beautiful personal bite. That's so. Also, I realized I should have had lunch before Truly. we did this. Now I'm also. Uh, I know I'm getting very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized maybe also just for the the uninitiated, maybe if you could just sort of break down quickly, you know exactly what chili crisp is. Yeah, uh, for those who haven't tried this incredible condiment, uh, chili crisp is a texture oily spicy condiment that makes everything better um, in a way that it's a combination of a chili oil and chili crisp. A lot of people kind of use that interchangeably. But one thing that I do want to like differentiate between chili oil and chili crisp is that chili oil is just purely that like a spice infused oil. Uh, it doesn't always have the, like the crispy or like flavoring add-ons like fried shallot or fried garlic. You may see a little bit of like a chili flakes in the bottom, but it's mostly oil. But chili crisp is a combination of chili infused oil and all the another like texture elements like um toasted sesame seeds or like chicken powder or black vinegar there's a lot more layered of flavors that go beyond just oil uh so i think a lot of brands kind of like use it interchangeably but do want to make a differentiation that like you know not all chili crisp is chili oil yes exactly yeah it's it's no oh, wait, no wait wait did i say that right not all chili oil is chili crisp. There you go. That, that should have been off. I, I said, I was like, wait, wait a minute. All chili crisp could be 
you know, it is a part of chili oil, but not all chili oil is considered as uh, chili crisp. Let's say that. Ooh. There we go. That's yeah. Let's <laughs> uh, scratch that. Reverse it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. Which is, and it's the texture that is so. I mean, what what gives it so much that added for me when I when I eat, when I add this to now just rice and and any kind of thing I want to have just a little extra punch to it has that great flavor. But then there's just like that other textural element that really gives it the crunch that is like so. Oh, it's uh, it's the best. <laughs> I know. I love it. It just like seasons everything perfectly. And like when you use it, um, it's so magical when it's used as a finishing touch. It has a completely different flavor notes than like if you were using it as a part of building flavors, like a stir fry or like making broth, for example. And it just constantly unlock this new dimensions of flavors and possibilities of this condiment that you know to be honest i wasn't really thinking a lot about chili curves until i got an opportunity to write a book but now like after writing a book and constantly talking about it and cooking with it still somehow i'm not sick of it and every time i look at it i just kind of have this new ways of like oh i want to introduce uh, chili curds into this cooking and that cooking and I think that's just like the joy and beauty of like community and cooking everyone has their ideas everyone shares their like a uh, perfect bite and perfect ratio and different ideas for the atoms of chili crisps and it's such a wonderful conversation vehicle that can lead up to so much deeper than just a flavor <laughs> absolutely yeah it, it it's just so interesting in that right well and certainly in the book where you go in so many different directions with it and you kind of even wrote a little bit in the intro about how at at one time you kind of felt like maybe you weren't the person you know you you didn't necessarily have the bona fides or the right background almost to to write this book and so may, i was just wondering maybe how, if you could talk about that and then how now you you feel like you are the uh chili crisp hype man as you put it which i think is a great position <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to have a tagline of being everyone's Chilikers hype man. And yeah, because Chilikers has been originally associated as Chinese condiment and like chili oil and Chilikers really have been a forefront of our Chinese culture and cuisine, which I deeply appreciate. So when I had this opportunity to write a whole book about it, I wanted to make sure that I'm still honoring the cultures and roots of this, but not really disrespecting or making it as like, you know, I am the authority of this. I mean, in a way that I do consider myself, I'm an expert, but like, I want to approach it uh, with the perspective of appreciation, enthusiasm, and like pure curiosity than like taking something that's not mine as like mine. So the way that I kind of worked it was that like I mentioned before, chili crisp kind of became so much more than just a Chinese condiment. Uh, a lot of chefs and people who I look up to that I admire, they add their own twist of chili crisp. And like I said before, it just became their vehicle to express their backgrounds, their flavors and their cultures. And when I thought about it, okay, how can I make this more personal to me? Because chili crisp always felt like something that's not mine. So until I had and developed my own chili crisp, that's the moment that I realized, 
okay, this is the chilicus that will really make everything personal because it represents my Korean stories and flavors. And I can confidently say that this is exactly how my perfect chilicus wants to taste. And as I'm and talking about the flavors and the decisions that I make behind of choosing which ingredients to use, it allows me to talk about why this chili crisp is so personal and why this chili crisp is Korean and what I want to do with it. And now um, my mind is very much like I want to spread this uh, glorious spicy goodness to Korea. And I want Korean people to know that you can use something like this in Korean cooking. I think Korea right now, they're just kind of learning about the authentic like mala for Sichuan uh dishes like malatang or like tanghulu uh so there's an interest there but that's still kind of a kind of a division of like oh i don't really like that because of the certain spices that a lot of korean people haven't been introduced to so the fact that i am able to introduce the vehicle of chili crisp with a korean flavors uh it's really an exciting opportunity for me yeah and so you kind of write and, and have your recipe in here and it uses like traditional korean spices and and so i guess when you taste that in is do you consider that that's so personal to you but is there like a, a i guess an, an ideal fly by gin is that sort of one of is that the one that everybody who who hasn't had chili crisp should just grab off the shelf and be like take that home yeah, I just think you should try as many different kinds until you really find your perfect one. Uh, for me, uh, when I picked up uh, this type of a uh, Lagama product, first of all, Lagama has spicy chili crisp, which is like my favorite product, but they also have so many different kinds like fried chili and oil fried chili with black beans. I like there's a variety and the very first bottle that I picked up was not my favorite. So I just thought that, oh, maybe I'm just not for chili crisp. And then I later tried the Lagama spicy chili crisp and that was like, whoa, this is what I was supposed to taste. So I think that really goes with like, nowadays there are so many options that you can choose. Like I really admire what Jin Gao, the founder of Fly By Jin has done to American pantry in a way that she really put that condiment into everyone's lingo and everyone's kind of a uh, pantry item as, oh, this belongs in your pantry and you should eat with it and you should cook with it. And hopefully that opens up doors for different options and you might be able to pick up different brands and if fly by jing only has certain things that you like but you want to adventure to other kinds i there there's just so so many different options to choose from and once you taste that hopefully that inspires you to think about okay if i were to make my own chili crisp what are the flavors and what are the ingredients that i want to feature what are some things and texture that I really enjoy from different chili crisps. What are some things that I didn't necessarily care for? So like just coming up with this like really fun formula to express who you are through the lens of chili crisps is such an exciting time to do. And, and so I guess uh, uh, going back to your recipe, now did you come up with your own chili crisp? Was it before the idea of the book? It was just something you did on your own? It was after because I, because I didn't feel like we needed another chili crisp, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, we have enough. We have all these brands that I love. So once 
when I went through this like chilicris obsession period, I had the stack of 20 different jars and I was just like obsessed with tasting and analyzing all the differences and similarities of that. And I think that really helped me to come to my, uh, it really helped me create my own recipe because I had a lot of kind of back knowledge and data of different varieties of chilicris. And it gave me a framework of, okay, how can I play uh, with my own flavors by still following the frameworks of chili crisp, but I want to add my own twist. And that's how I like came up with mine. And I it went through like so many different variations, but each variation, it was like, unlock me something new of like, wait, oh, I didn't even know I could taste something like this in chili crisp. And it was truly like making my own version of like, this is why people cook, you know, sometimes like <laughs> you want to create uh, something that you love. And when you finally get to that point, that feeling is so special. Like you, it, it's just like, I don't even know how to describe that feeling in words. It's like, oh my God, it's like a Rika moment of like, this is what, this is the flavor that I've been searching for. A hundred percent. It's one of the things, yeah, I think it's the most maybe uh, universal part of cooking of just being like, I, I put all these things together and it came out like this. It's that instant, uh, I mean, or, or obviously you work, you can work on it on a recipe for hours sometimes, but it it is the thing at the end of the, uh, at the end of it, you get to eat something really great. I know, <laughs> it's like rewards, you know, for yourself and all the efforts of like experimentation and study and all of that. And the when when the final result checks off all the box of what you are expecting, it just feels like I did it. Oh my God. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things you have to work on for so long before you see results. Totally. And, it, and cooking is, is definitely one where if you do it right and you do the right recipe, it's like, it can be pretty quick and you can have something so satisfying and, uh, and exactly have that feeling of yeah, accomplishment and, absolutely. and delicious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so uh, when you were going through it and sort of developing it and going through all these variations uh, and I guess this is sort of even just a, a question about the whole cookbook. When you do these things, are you're, you're doing a lot of the taste testing. What, what's that like? I mean, it, this is also your first cookbook. So, so did you have sort of a roadmap of, of what it's like to develop all these recipes what lucky group of people are going to uh give you feedback oh it was very tough i must say um i think it was very exciting that i was able to write a cookbook but because it's a single subject cookbook i still wanted the flavors of chili crisp to be present in every single dish so as a reader you're not eating all of this in the span of like three or four months but as someone who has to develop it I have to eat that from breakfast lunch dinner snack and like whenever I test it and you know and you're not just testing once you have to test multiple times and you have to test it with different kinds and what really threw me off was that I would have this recipe with my chili crisp right and it tasted exactly how I wanted I was very happy with it and just as a backup I did it with other chili crisps and because all chili crisps has a different flavoring and different oil to crisp ratio it came out completely differently in a way that like 
how can I standardize the flavors and expectation of each recipe? Because recipe is one of the ways that I can translate. I can, you can have the same experience that I have in my kitchen. So that's why people share the recipes uh, to exact measurement. But if you're not using the same chili curds, and I also don't want my book to be so exclusive of like, you have to use my chili curds to enjoy my recipes. I was just like, uh, I, I didn't know how to really combat and this wall that I felt. But what I ended up telling myself was that that's kind of the beauty and excitement of cooking with these chili curds uh, recipes. Uh, even though you're using the same recipe, the end result and what you're feeling is completely different. And I want you to find the chili curds that you like, or you can try with all different jars of chili curds that you have and cooking the same recipe and you will have a different joy and different level of spiciness. And, and it's pretty awesome that you can have so many different levels and dimensions of experience by cooking one recipe with different products. Um, and in terms of like getting feedback, um, one of the hardest part was like not having someone that I can go back for like resources or thoughts. Uh, it was, I think a lot of cookbook authors can relate, but it's a very lonely process in a way. Uh, you are all doing it in your own kitchen by yourself. Um, and it would be really nice to like bounce back and forth of like, oh, what do you think this means? And like, I've had wonderful like support from my recipe tester and friends who do that. But in the middle of developing, it just feels like, oh, I like I, I can't even call my parents for their thoughts. You know, uh, I do have an essay right. in my cookbook about loss in translation of that. My Korean parents have no idea what chili crisp is, nor my American parents. So I was really envious of those people who can like at least like, you know, talk to their family members or someone as like anchor point of like, am I doing this right? And can you tell me whether what I'm doing makes sense? And I didn't have any of that. So I think in a way, uh, at certain parts, I felt a little bit lost and lonely. But because everything really happened in my, you know, wacky, creative ideas, I think I'm able to like come up with really fun boundary pushing uh, recipes that feel like it can bring excitement to a lot of people. Definitely. That's, that's interesting. I, you know, I, I, uh, I'd imagined a much more, and I think you'd said it earlier, almost communal, but I, I can understand, I, I guess on some level, you're, you're making this to your, these are all to your taste. So it's really, you're the final arbiter of, and so you're, you're just trying everything over yeah. and over again. Uh, were there any particular ones that really kind of, that were, were there any ones that came easily or, or I guess maybe it's something like the, the fried eggs over uh, rice is like such a staple, but are there some of the other ones that maybe uh, took a little more time in particular that, that you're proud of that you cracked? I think dessert chapter is something that I'm so proud of that I hope people really pay attention because it was really, really hard to develop any of those recipes or even like come up or be okay with myself using chili crisps in dessert. Uh, so a lot of chili crisps are savory. And one of my funniest slash failed experiment was making uh, peach crumbles with like chili crisps. And in my head, I was like, ooh, like a little bit of the spice from La Gama would work very well with the peaches and the sweetness. Maybe it will balance. In my head, it was perfect. And then when I made it, it was like, 
inedible in a way that oh my god what did i do just imagine like warm peaches with like garlic flavors in every bite i'm like this is not okay and it was so bad and it just put me back to the drawing board of like okay how can i still write something dessert but like still incorporate chili crisp flavors and the the solution for that was make chili crisps that are that don't have any sort of like savory texture flavoring that make regular chili crisp good so i took out scallion i took out garlic and like all the things that i don't necessarily want in my dessert and i just kept it super simple of like how can i bring that uh magical chili crisp the cleanest way so i ended up developing this thing called very nutty chili crisp that only has a blend of pe pepper flakes salt sugar oil but a variety of nuts so in desserts, I definitely love that crunchy, uh, flavorful nuttiness of desserts. So by having that uh, variety of nuts in the chili crisp, you can not only add the texture, but also that nutty, slightly savory, but not overwhelmingly spicy or overwhelmingly savory, um, delicious like chili crisp that can go and complement with all the sweetness and like, without making the dessert's integrity wrong. Uh, and that was like, wow, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> now all of these desserts work and I made the exact uh, spicy, um, you know, peach crumbles again with my dessert chili crisp. And it was just as I remember, just as I planned it and it was perfect. I, I, I was gonna say, when you said boundary pushing, my mind did immediately go to the, the, the dessert section because <laughs> That that's not always the place where I think people would think to do it, and and uh, that was such an interesting, I guess, sort of. So that's such a great solution to come up with because that it provides the texture. It's more, it's savory, but not in a way that adds again, yeah, garlic flavor. Yeah, I made it with like caramel, so like uh, it's a part of my recipe for uh, spicy salted caramel chocolate bars. But just a caramel layer, I put it on top of like popcorn to make like a caramel popcorn. And like the spicy nuttiness of my chili crisp and like the popcorn and like the sweetness of caramel, it was like another moment of like, can people please try this? Because it's too good for me to enjoy on my own. Oh, as like a huge popcorn fan, that sounds incredible. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. If you love popcorn, please, please make uh, that uh, caramel and put it on top of popcorn. It's amazing. Oh my God. That sounds so good. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, so, so yeah, desserts and, and you do, and you kind of carry the, uh, it's, it's over 50 recipes and you go kind of goes sort of from breakfast all the way through to the end of the day. Uh, are there any ones sort of for dessert? I feel like there's some really interesting ones where it's a thing that feels very sort of American or something you wouldn't imagine, you know, or, or like a lot of the, the pasta, but that that does make sense because it's just noodles crossing over. But were there any particular ones you felt like you, you kind of maybe people for dinner would be surprised to see chili crisp sliding so easily into? Uh, I would say like more of an American comfort food like casseroles. So I have a spicy breakfast casserole with tater tots. And this was in my full-time job. Uh, I'm a culinary producer at the kitchen where I get to like cook a lot of 
what general American people are like cooking. And that's when I was exposed to the whole world of casseroles. And I was like, okay, wait, that's really good. And like casseroles is not something that I grew up with. So like seeing this casserole topped with tater tots was like a game changer for me because I love all forms of potatoes, but especially tater tots. So I was like, I would, let's make this like a casserole with like a chili crisp uh, twist. And I love breakfast casseroles with like a Italian sausage. And, you know, eggs just go so well with chili crisp. So I basically combined three things that go well with chili crisp into this American comfort food. So like Italian sausage and eggs and tater tots and when all of that became together into this incredible comfort food and I took a bite of that and to taste how chili crisps just incorporated themselves so uh, smoothly in every layer of flavors I was like oh, I want to make this for my American family I think they're gonna love this so much <laughs> oh that's so great uh I was going to say, you also do a really helpful thing, which is kind of do like a breakdown early in terms of like, you know, what kind of stuff you should have in your pantry. Mm -hmm. And also for, for some of us who can do spicy food, but only to a point, <laughs> like yeah. the, the actual chilies that go into the crisp and how hot they are. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, was was that a, a sort of a concerted effort to be like, I want to just lay out exactly the, the kind of everything you would need to cook basically, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff in this book right off the, right off the top. Totally. And when I read cookbooks, I honestly, I never pay attention to the pantry items. So when I had to like, uh, when I wrote that, it was more like, I want people to just kind of have all of those and use it throughout all of my recipes. You will see a lot of like repetitive ingredients that if you stock your pantry with what I'm recommending and you will reach for different purposes. So for example, black vinegar, uh, it is a, one of the main ingredients for making my chili crisp, but I also use it in other recipes in the um, different chapters. And I kind of want to introduce, this is how I use, and these are the recipes that I want to use. And like, these are the things that you should really have, because when I cook, I rarely like go out of like my pantry essentials to cook something. So I'm glad that people are like reading through the pantry items and like also reading through the recipes and see the connection of like, I really meant it. And when I develop all of these recipes in my cooking, in my kitchen, I don't go out to just get one ingredient and like use one teaspoon and just like be done and like these are the dishes that I constantly cooked again and again in my kitchen and hopefully it's informative and you are learning something and you're rediscovering this new pantry item or um, now like something that hasn't been a part of staple in your pantry becomes a staple in your pantry. Absolutely yeah that, there's nothing more uh, deflating than uh, I need to go get this one spice that I just have never heard of and I know I will not ever use again or I remember actually my uh, my fiance's younger brother once wanted to make I can't even remember what he made, but he ordered from Amazon like a pound of smoked paprika. Oh my gosh, a pound is so much. <laughs> it was, and I think just like misread the Amazon. Oh no! Like he could have gotten like four ounces, but got it, and we just like he tried to incorporate it into everything for so long, and finally I think they moved, and he was just like. 
I, I'm giving up on the paprika. A pound is a lot. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe he should explore how to make you know smoked paprika chili crisp. So instead of just a chili pepper flakes, you will just use paprika as the main spice and flavor, and just make it into like a different things. That's actually that was. I wish we had known then. That probably would have really helped him. Yeah, I think that's so exciting that like you can really make anything into some sort of a chili crisp. Uh, as I'm like going to so many different events and meeting people, I was just talking this with my uh, friend who came to my event, and she's Indian, and she was talking about um, all the different Indian spices, and uh, she's also vegetarian. So like we were like brainstorming together of like, oh, how cool would it be to use like mushroom powder instead of chicken powder and like incorporate like turmeric, but also add a little bit of like the chili powder in there and have all different like flavorful spices that are backbones of Indian cooking. But let's come up with like how the visual look like and just like us being able to connect and like think about, oh, I want to make this Indian chili crisp. And we are both salivating. Like, please report me back if you made this. <laughs> well, and that's, and it can really just, it's such a nice, I, I think you mentioned um, having talked to um, the CEO of, of Fly By Jean and how like, Basically, she she sees it as a hot sauce, right? As a thing that yeah. should just be on the counter, on the table of every restaurant, because you can just you know totally. add it to anything. And I I think that's so interesting that you could sort of also right specify it for any type of meal that you want or any type you know that kind of personal, um, but also just ability to to yeah to universally put it on anything is is what makes it such an interesting condiment and one that is going through a, a kind of a huge boom right now. I feel like. Yeah, and I hope a lot more people come up with different creative chili crisps. Uh, one of my wishes would be for there to be like a chicken smolty chili crisp or, you know, beef fat chili crisp or lamb fat chili crisp. And um, every different cultures have their own thing. I want like, I don't know, Doritos flavored chili crisp, like there are just so many different exciting and creative ways for us to uh, enjoy different textures and flavors. And I'm really happy that people are thinking beyond of just Asian cooking, Chinese cooking, and just one category. And they're really putting it on top of everything. And I hope more people share their exciting combinations that will make me like, oh, I've never thought about that. But now I really want to make this. So it's just you know, that continuous conversation around this uh, spicy condiment. Oh, uh, yeah. When I saw the small sea chicken uh, as like a, a thing you'd want, I was like, oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> That's right. It would be so good. Like the chicken fat and the chicken skin. And maybe that would, that should belong to the Popeyes, you know, fried chicken yes, sandwich. Yes. <laughs> it goes back to the, all of that. Uh, it's, but uh, it's so, it, yeah. It's so interesting. It can be kind of anything. I I, I love that. And uh, 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 there was something else you had said that that had triggered something in me. But I, um, uh, yeah, the the idea of being able to put it on anything and it being so so popular and prevalent right now is like, well, I guess. Do you feel any responsibility for popularizing it a little bit, or is this just sort of something that that's hitting it in, in, at the same time? And it's a lot of a lot of people realizing how great this is all at once. I truly take my role of Chili Cruz hype man seriously. <laughs> and I just want people to continuously think about different potentials and possibilities. 
similar to what Jing said, like, I think we all have this mission of like, we want to bring a little bit of ourselves to America. And her story is through her platform and her products. And my story is through my black book. And just the more diversity we have, like the better. And I think there's just so many different cookbooks about baking and cookies and like things that are really general and I want Chili Crisp to be one of those and maybe you will have another uh idea about just Chili Crisp spicy desserts and like maybe there can be a whole book about spicy savory desserts and spicy cookies and um it's really exciting that everyone is kind of thinking more than like what condiment or what cooking can be and with so many people sharing their ideas through like social media platforms and like having this like social conversations together culturally um it's just so exciting to cook and eat and hopefully more restaurants like put chili Chris as a option and more pizza shop offer uh chili quiz instead of just red pepper flake let's just keep it talking and keep it spicy uh as you said in the book you also uh write about <clears throat> this idea of uh, kind of be eating your uh the feelings of eating and, and eating eating your feelings i guess is maybe the way i would put it certainly yeah. and i and i think that's uh that's such a great way to put it because i think there's so many emotional moments and 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 uh memories that are tied to food and things like that and so i was wondering if you could maybe just talk a little bit about that that idea when you make something that that there is so much feeling in it and and what that means to you yeah i think i didn't know that there's a negative connotation about eating your feelings and i think some people associate that as binge eating and just really try to like theme about eating your feelings in a way so that was just like a whole new conversation that I like was exposed to but I really think that I want to change that mindset and like really take out the negative connotation and make that into a positive exciting thing and when you're eating something you know I know that it is just to fuel your energy, but also it's to nourish your soul, nourish your body. Like there's just so much more than just eating in a way that um, whether that is a dish that's so personal to you or there's a new dish that you've never tried, but you're so excited. And there, I am such an expressive person in a way that I cannot stay quiet if I'm eating something delicious. And if something is like making me happy and I kind of think of it as like, it's my therapy it's my comfort and like that's how I seek happiness and pleasure in life and I always say something about eating your happy feelings eating your excited feelings they're just even if you're sad if you for me if I like slurp ramen I'm much better placed (laughs) emotionally and that's the power of food and like let's all just really attack make you know, eating and cooking emotional so that we can share and connect our feelings together and go get rid of all that like negative side effects of like binge binge eating and, you know, the negative connotation that people put the phrases of eating your feelings. And I hope me using that phrases constantly can really make you rethink about that and inspire you to eat your happy feelings as well. Yeah, I think it's such a much, it's a much uh, more positive spin on that idea. And that it's, 
And, and I think there's something so great. I mean, more, again, I look back on so many moments in, in my life where, you know, something nice or good or, you know, being with family and, and being around food yeah. and table is, is, those are positive memories. And, and they're, so, they're, so they're, um, you know, filled with, with happiness and joy and light. And that's, that's kind of the idea of, of being around food and people. And, uh, and so I think that's a really, it was a great, it was great to see it written that way. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. I hope more people eat their happy feelings. Everyone should be eating their feelings every single day because we deserve to be happy every single day. <laughs> uh and and so now you are you are out on uh tour and doing these events and things and and meeting people and getting to to kind of come face to face with a lot of people who who now all enjoy chili crisp uh what what is that experience uh to been like it's so wonderful it's just so nice to see people uh in person and it's so nice that i can obsess over my chili crisp with them and it still feels surreal that like you know when i first came to america i never thought that this would be the life that i had or even write a book or even the book about chili crisp and for people to come support me and see me and be excited and taking pictures with me it really feels like Every moment I get so grateful and I'm so happy that my family, both uh, in Alabama and Korea, has always supported me and made me feel like I can do everything that I set my goals. And I'm happy that I didn't just keep myself into certain areas and always push myself to do things more than almost like do things that I never thought it was possible and being able to share my energy uh, and my happiness and my joy with everyone. I, it's such a gift to me. And I hope everyone who comes to my events, uh, everyone who I get to meet for the first time tour really feel my, um, you know, fetches positivity and like the happiness and they can just like smile after the events. Are you doing a lot of, uh, do you, are you doing a lot of places where you can kind of demonstrate the making of Chili Crisp for people? I actually did uh, the demo event yesterday at uh, Edis Grocer. So Edis Grocer is a wonderful Lebanese grocery store in Greenpoint in Brooklyn. And Eddie is my good friend. And he and I kind of started our career in food together. And now he's a store owner. And he and I kind of like introduced like our way of making chili crisps. And I got to show from how to make my chili crisps from the beginning to the end and for people to taste freshly made chili crisps on top of like lobna and yogurt that alone was like such an exciting experience to share you know like i can only share like a words and like visuals through cookbook uh even the videos that you watch but being able to share the smell the taste uh that is such a unique and wonderful uh, opportunity. Yeah, and, and to be clear, because there are a couple, there are different recipes for chili crisp in the book. You have a couple of different ones. And I mean, they're, they're, anybody can do it. I mean, Absolutely. it's so, it's really not very difficult. I, I feel comfortable being like, I could go do this right now and have chili crisp in like 15 minutes. So yeah, it's not that time consuming. It does not need a weekend. You know, it's not a weekend project. And, and, and then you said it'll last in the fridge for a long time too, like three months almost, right? I mean, yeah, if you can wait till that long, <laughs> I think mine goes pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little less than that over here too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, so, and we are in Los Angeles and I, and I see you're coming out uh, for a few dates out here. 
So I just if you want to maybe promote those real quick, if you know exactly where you're going, or I can read them off for you, whichever you need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would love to get people's um, support or meet new friends while I'm in LA. I have three events. The first one is a casual pop-up at this punch and store called Perilla in LA. So that would be an opportunity for me to like feature some of the dishes from my cookbook. Uh, and it's really meaningful that I get to collaborate with a Korean chef who's also from the same region as I am. And there will be chili crisp tteokbokki, which is a spicy Korean rice cakes. We'll have chili crisp bulgogi and there will be some soju. It will be such a fun, casual uh delicious day and of course there will be some books uh, that you can order uh through now serving to get signed and just like you know be inspired by all the dishes uh so that is on uh, uh, that is on september 15th and september 17th i have my bookstore uh, event at now serving with elise whitney and we will bring our signature dips and we're also celebrating the anniversary of Now Serving Bookstore. So it's a wonderful opportunity for you to hear more about my Chili Curso session and also taste it and celebrate this wonderful bookstore in LA. And lastly, I have more of a sit-down restaurant event on September 20th uh, at Yangban. Yangban is owned by Katiana Hong, who is one of amazing chefs that I look up to. And she was so gracious to letting me, you know, host the event and her new space. And she and her team will be cooking some of the exciting dishes, exclusive dishes using my chili Chris for one day special night. So I hope to see as many people as possible or all of them at these LA events. Oh, that's so exciting. And, and, uh, Yingbang is so delicious. I so love much that. good. Yeah. Incredible stuff. I know. Uh, I've never eaten there. So like when I'm just like, I, I just want to eat there. But the fact that they can do that or they will come up with something with my chili crisps, I'm just so honored. If you're a fried chicken fan, and I know that you are. <laughs> yes. They're, they're, it's in, it's some of the best I've ever had. Oh, yeah. Period. I'm so excited. It's so I, good. It's so yeah. good. Oh my God. <sighs> Now uh, I'm imagining their fried chicken with my chili quiz and I'm just imagine how amazing that would be. I think that's going to be a really good combination. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, this has been so great. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. I mean, I just, I can't recommend your book enough. And I think the writing in it is so great. <laughs> and there was <laughs> the only other thing I was going to say is as well as you, uh, your videos are also great. And I think there was, you did a series of being back in Korea that uh, by the end of it, I was like choked up. I was like, it was so sweet and lovely. Yeah. And what's really exciting is that uh, my book got picked up by a Korean distributor as well. So my book will be available to purchase in Korea in October. And I'm actually visiting Korea again for book promotions in October in Korea. So it just feels like such a full circle moment that, you know, I get to return my home country with the book that I wrote to promote more Korean stories and Korean flavors. And I'm just so humbled and grateful that I'm having these opportunities to share more of my stories with everyone and more people beyond America. Oh, that's a, that's really lovely. That's so, that's so great. Um, well, again, James, thank you so much for, for taking the time and, uh, and I would just encourage everyone, yeah, go out and buy it. I, 
I have, uh, I actually took a picture of my chili crisp I have in my fridge because I want to give them a shout out because it's so good. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chef Troy's recipe, crunchy garlic chili sauce, troynthompson.com. It's delicious. I love it. I put it on everything. Uh, I will be now making my own though. So I'm sorry, Troy. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, you can mix and match. Yeah, you know? there's time, sometimes yeah. you just need that. You just need that store box. Yeah, it's, it, it's always good to have, just as a backup. It's it's happy to have there. Uh, totally. But again, yeah, I encourage everyone to pick up the book. It's uh, you can grab it in uh, Skylight Books at eighteen eighteen North Vermont. And I just want to thank thank you again, James, and thanks everyone for listening. And uh, we'll we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Skylight Books podcast series. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to check out the book featured in this episode or others, please visit skylightbooks.com. If you're in the Los Angeles area, stop by for one of our live in-person author events. You can find a calendar on our website. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. It really helps us out. Our music is by Duck the Piano Wire. Till next time. <laughs>